Welcome to Your Health Guide, your how-to prescription for better health, translating cutting-edge research for your everyday life. Join naturopath and health educator Lawrence Katsaris for practical tips and insights to help you on your wellness journey. Hi, I'm Lawrence Katsaris and thanks for joining me on Your Health Guide. Today we are going to cover how to detox your environment. In the previous episode, we talked about the types of chemicals we're exposed to in our environment and the science behind how they affect us. And how even though some of us may not notice it, these toxic compounds in our day-to-day life can be affecting our health. So if you're interested in cleaning up your home environment to keep these chemicals away from you and your family, then this is the episode for you. It's the first of a two-part series where I speak with naturopath Claire Murray about exactly what chemicals to look out for, where we are exposed to these in our home, how to read labels of products to figure out if they contain them and where we can find safer alternatives. There's loads of practical tips and resources in this episode that I'm sure will help you to detox your environment. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode again, Claire. Thank you for having me. Now, in previous episodes, we've talked about where in our environment we're exposed to toxins, but in this episode, I want to talk about how it is that we can easily go about avoiding those and substituting those for more natural products. But before we get into that, can you just remind us about what are the particular toxins that we are commonly exposed to in our environment? Yeah, sure thing. So the two main groups that we covered in our previous episode were firstly endocrine disrupting chemicals. So they're things like phthalates, parabens, uh, also BPA we talked about, and uh, triclosan and chlorine. And the second group was more of a general classification of also compounds that can have a toxic effect, being things like uh, SLS, so sodium lauryl sulfate, uh, mineral oil or petrochemicals, and also fluoride. Okay, now where is the common places that we're, what's the common products that we're getting these compounds in? Yeah, so it's nice to think of the three main rooms in your house that you're getting exposed to these from being the laundry. Uh, So things like um, your laundry powder, fabric softeners, bleach, that kind of thing. Uh, The kitchen, so all of our cleaning products there as well as our plastics. And also our bathroom, we have our cleaning products again as well as that's normally where all of our personal care products are living. So uh, things like uh, soap, shampoo, conditioner, deodorant, perfume, makeup, moisturizers, all those things. So as you've said before, like really when you break it down, like these are the products that we're coming in contact with every day. Yeah. So like these are the products that we're putting on our body every day or that we're using to wash our dishes or store our food or clean our uh, clean our clothes. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay, now how is it that you go about avoiding those? Like that's a fair few products in our house. It is. And how do we go about, do we just chuck them all out and go buy a new or are there ones to prioritize and and what are we looking for when we're kind of doing that Mm, I say first and foremost to my patients make it really really easy for yourself so as you start to run out of these products or you can tell that something is going to run low so if it's your dish dish washing liquid or if it's your laundry powder or if it's your moisturizer uh, note that it's running low and just spend a bit of extra time either online or at the supermarket at the health food store just doing some research and figuring out what options uh, natural options you have to swap that over to and as you run out of things just swap them over for something natural so that makes it a very kind of step-by-step gradual 
process and that you'll eventually phase out all of the synthetic chemicals in your cleaning products and in your personal care products and you'll replace it for natural things so just make it easy for yourself and do it step by step i suppose that's okay. what i'm trying to say and then so you're not getting a huge bill when you're trying to replace yeah. 55 new products now you mentioned online uh there are great websites and resources that are available for us as consumers to find information on these products and even buy these products aren't there mm, yeah so in australia there's two great ones that i always like to pass on to my patients the first one is called shopnaturally.com.au it's a really fantastic place to get lots of uh, alternative um, plastic free toxin free you know cleaning products storage containers i think they've also do a lot of personal care products now uh, the second one is nourishlife.com.au and it has, uh, I suppose, a larger focus on the more personal care, but they've kind of crafted lists of uh, organic or natural, you know, skincare, makeup, um, which they're very, very good resources to use just to even go, oh, wow, look what's available out there in the first place. Look at all these options that I have, which really, you know, uh, can open your mind up to how easy it can be to swap over. But one thing, if you're in the process of doing that, another website that I like to suggest or recommend is the Environmental Working Group. And that website is ewg.org. It's more of an American-based site, but what you can actually do is they have this really cool little search tool where you can put in your your makeup or your personal care product, if it's like a moisturiser or maybe a sunscreen. You can type in the brand that you're using at the moment and it'll basically give you a report back on uh, the health or the potential negative health effects of the ingredients within there and they use a traffic light system so you're going to come up with red if there's really you know some nasty unwanted chemicals in there orange if maybe the jury's out a little bit or if it's a bit half and half or if there is something that is predominantly naturally derived or organic it'll get a green light so that can be a really nice way to um to i suppose do some detective work see what could be potentially you know, in your ki- in your bathroom cabinet at the moment that you could be putting on your face every day and, and becoming a bit more educated about that and then also doing some research into what you could use instead, potentially. So that's the ewg.org yeah. and we can put that in. And as you're saying that, it makes me think you could nearly sit down with your, as you're saying, your personal care products and you might find from that one of the more nastier. So it may be a moisturiser or your soap or your body wash and that might be somewhere where you could start yes, first as well. Yes, fantastic idea. The other websites were shopnaturally.com.au mm-hmm. and nourishedlife.com.au. Correct. And they are great resources, aren't they? Like They've got everything on there. They've got from deo- natural deodorants to hair dyes to spray tans to um, storage containers to everything. So they're yes, a fantastic they place to see yep. what's available. Now, outside of resources of where we can buy these products, and I guess on that we don't have to go to that. There are sort of – you can get a lot of these in store, um, in health food stores, um, even in the supermarkets as yeah. well. Um, now, what are we looking for, though, when we're buying those products? Like what are we looking for on the label? Will it be labelled um, like free from or what are we specifically trying to avoid on those labels? Yeah, so I think – a, look for that free from list, which we can run through, and B, also look for transparency. So I think some really cool 
uh, like natural skincare brands or personal care or home care brands that are out there, you know, in Australia, they can be really transparent about the ingredients in there because you're not always going to be able to pronounce everything that's on the back of a label, mm. even if it is uh, naturally derived. But if you can find a company that's willing to have a conversation with with you about it and educate you about what's actually in that product, so even though it might still seem like a mouthful, you can understand that it is still is a naturally derived ingredient, I think is really, really wonderful because it's very, very easy for a company with the, you know, the legislation or the requirements around labeling to be able to call a product natural or organic if very, very minimal ingredients in that product are in fact so. So having that transparency, I think, is really important and very valuable. So I just want, I want to come back and talk about that, the kind of the deception, if you will, that can mm-hmm. exist between natural and organic or and synthetic products. But when you're talking about a company that's willing to have a conversation with you, are you talking about that you might see an ingredient listed and then in brackets that it's said it's from coconut or that you exactly, can kind of see where yeah, it's derived yeah. from? Yeah. And it's explaining what it is. Like So often we turn over the back of something, it can be a bit bewildering if it's full of all these big synthetic chemicals and all these names if you can find someone who is actually breaking down and saying you know this product is in here for an it's emollient or uh, soaping action and it's derived from xyz that can be really useful to be like oh okay well i know what i'm putting on my body yeah great and i like what you said before about it's not that we can always pronounce the what's in the ingredients in the yes. label that we there is a bit of a misconception that are oh, if it's natural you should be able to recognize it but the sheer fact is that there will be natural constituents from herbs or natural soaps and you know oils is mm. for instance that mm. you may not in layman's terms necessarily recognize yes exactly now what specifically are we looking for in terms of the free from so yeah. you mentioned at the beginning we, we've talked previously about phthalates parabens triclosan chlorine sodium lauryl sulfate you know bpa um we'll we'll be able to recognize like you've mentioned that um phthalates will be on the label just listed as like they won't be listed but you'll just see fragrances mm-hmm. listed mm-hmm. um we'll be able to see chlorine on the label um a lot of products now take pride in advertising themselves as BPA free if mm-hmm. you know it's in the container but as mm-hmm. you've mentioned in previous episodes it's not necessarily that much better because it could just be an equally as harmful substitute yes um what else are we looking for on the label yeah you've covered off a lot of them I would say on top of all of those that you've already listed also look for things if you're going for personal care products that are free from SLS or SLES and mineral oil or petrochemicals so we've already talked about both of those a couple of others to be mindful of though uh, in more of your um, maybe cleaning products is something like ammonia And again, probably jumping back to the personal care products would be talc. That's probably more classified to makeup, finding things that are free from talc, and also aluminium, which applies mostly to deodorants. But I think that's a really important one to stress. Okay, aluminium, ammonia, SLS or SLES, which are foaming agents, Mm -hmm. sodium lauryl sulfate is um, SLS. Um, We talked about petrochemicals, talked about mineral oils um, previously as well. And we've talked about chlorine, fragrances, otherwise yeah. phthalates, and then parabens will be listed on the label. Yeah, they will be. So I think that's pretty much our, our list there for our listeners. Mm-hmm. So we be looking at the labels. Sometimes those labels will state free from, or sometimes it's just a matter of reading the ingredients list and 
checking that we have none of those nasties in there. Exactly. Yep. And we can be getting those through sometimes through health food stores, and uh, so health food stores or supermarkets, um, cosmetics. Even your leading cosmetic brands tend to have some like natural products in terms yeah, they of do. the. Um, not sure why I know that. Yeah, but, I was thinking, uh, how do you know that? But <laughs> in terms of the you know chains or, or stores where you might buy yeah. those cosmetics is, is what I was trying to say. Yeah. And uh, and then you've mentioned a couple of websites available in Australia where you can be getting getting a lot of those products there mm. as well. Now, in terms of the difference between the synthetic or the natural and the organic like there can be a little bit of misleading marketing going on there and so what do we need to be looking for when we're looking at those labels or evaluating those products yeah so for starters you're probably going to be able to tell if something you know is a green label and it's coming across like it's natural or it says that it's natural or that it's organic just flip over the label have a read can you see any of those things on there like fragrances or um, can you spot parabens in there at all or sls um is it actually giving you a free from list like how transparent is it being uh, quite often you, you know if something says that it's organic you can easily read once you get once you start to become aware of these things and a bit more educated that you know the whole entire product is 99 percent synthetic and then it might just have one organic ingredient at the end so you can pretty much you know dismiss that one right off the bat Um, So that's, you know, that's more of your synthetic. Those products are the ones that are full of those chemicals that are all synthesized, full of the things that we're all trying to avoid. Naturally derived is then those things where hopefully there might be a bit more explanation around where they're from, but, you know, it still might have um, those things that are hard to pronounce exactly as we said, but they're going to be sourced from things that are naturally derived. So maybe this soap is derived from olive oil or maybe the emollient is derived from glucose or maybe the foaming agents derived from coconut. So, uh, you know, there's a bit more clarity around Mm. what's in there. Then organic, I suppose, is is the next level on top of that. It can obviously be quite a bit more expensive, um, but all all of the ingredients have to be sourced from organic farming. So you tend to find that they're more of your personal care items, more so than your cleaning products. And they're just going to be based on things like essential oils, oils, herbs, that kind of thing. Yeah. So don't be fooled by the marketing just mm. because it says that, you know, they may even be using play on words of natural or organic and other synonyms to as their branding and they have the, the lovely logos, etc. But really reading those labels. Yes. And savvy. the naturally derived is good. Um, but we could still be seeing some of those nasties still in a naturally derived and then moving to the, the next level, which is everything certified organic. Mm. But it doesn't have to be certified organic. The midway point is basically making sure we're free from those chemicals we've been mm. talking about and trying to move those towards naturally derived uh, ingredients as much as possible. Yep, spot on. Fantastic. Thanks, Claire. That's really helpful. Well, that covers the first part of how to detox your environment. Tune in for part two, where we discuss the specifics on how to make this transition, where to start, and some practical tips for making it easy and affordable. Thanks for listening to Your Health Guide. Any resources or links discussed in the episode can be found at metagenics.com.au. To help you continue on your health journey, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you found this episode useful, please rate and review us. If you have any questions about how this information could relate to your health condition, please go and speak to your natural healthcare practitioner who can provide you with specific advice for your health needs.